to uh, introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, Ty Goddard from the, uh, the Education Foundation. Ty uh, has been at the forefront of uh, educational innovation in this country for many years. And he's going to be sharing with you particular <laughs> insights about current and future education. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So yeah, uh, faultless journey from uh, Sheffield uh, over Edale, sweet memories of Edale, uh, and uh, clearly it all goes wrong uh, when I arrive at the uh, travel lodge uh, in Bolton. So I apologise for being uh, slightly uh, late. Uh, I uh, am delighted to be here, I'm re really honoured. Uh, I'm here really, I think, essentially to probably give you a break from the PowerPoint, uh, a break from talking about chatbots, uh, and Aftab asked me to just take a quick look and a quick tour uh, of the landscape. Uh, what's happening policy-wise? Where are we in terms of schools, colleges, and universities? Uh, perhaps throw some things out to you. I'd be really interested in um, some of your uh, reactions to things. Uh, and uh, also, very bluntly, uh, to celebrate what I think is some of the most profound work that is going on here at Bolton College. Uh, when we first discovered uh, Bolton, uh, Bolton's work, obviously not Bolton College, I've known it since I was eight, uh, but uh, we felt, and we published a thing called the EdTech 50 uh, in 2018, uh, in fact, it was something like the EdTech 90. We tried to look at the people, the projects, and the products that were beginning to shape uh, education uh, technology uh, in this country. It's a massive sector. It's employing lots of people. Uh, investment in UK EdTech businesses are on the up. Uh, investment in innovations, uh, investment in people is on the increase. The brand of UK education, but the brand of UK EdTech is really, really uh, shining uh, brightly. So I wanted to celebrate Bolton's work uh, and also put to you uh, that there's something very weird uh, and profound in the water uh, in Bolton. Because it is not just uh, this place. Uh, we did a, uh, would you believe, we did a camper van tour uh, last September. We literally hired a camper van on the south coast and within a week we went round uh, the southwest, Wales, uh, over to Northern Ireland, uh, Scotland, uh, the northwest, northeast, uh, and then came back to Birmingham. But one of those stops was Bolton. One of those stops was uh, a school, a primary school, uh, just down the road called Olive Tree uh, Primary. Uh, some of the most fantastic practice, some of the most fantastic teaching and learning that is enabled uh, by EdTech. Also at the grammar school, Boys Division, here in Bolton, some of the most fantastic work using uh, education technology to consolidate knowledge, to spark creativity, and to enable children, uh, young people, to be thinking about their learning. Some of those young people uh, to, to actually learn at home uh, and uh, at 
actually stretch the school day, stretch the learning day, uh, and that's uh, in Bolton. And then there's people like Glenn who sat on the uh, front row here uh, from an EdTech Neil Education uh, connected to Bolton. But also, you look at the Northwest and you think about the number of education technology businesses. And I have to say to you, colleagues, uh, it is absolutely uh, profound. You've got treasure uh, in Bolton. You really have. But I put it to you that, and I, I listen intently to both of our uh, speakers, I think it's fascinating what's happening in the, the university sector. Uh, I think uh, it is, though, uneven. Uh, right across the EdTech landscape, uh, I, I, I wrote, it was, uh, I wrote today, it was, it's bumpy uh, and uneven. Not every college uh, is like Bolton. Not every university uh, is uh, like uh, Lancaster. Not every research institute is thinking about EdTech in the way uh, that we heard uh, IBM are. It's bumpy. Would it surprise you that only in 2019 in England did we have uh, an education technology strategy published by the Department for Education? 2019, colleagues. Go into most of your schools, go into uh, a lot of schools across the country, uh, and frankly, uh, guess what? Uh, there is not the infrastructure, there is not the broadband speeds to facilitate what is happening in the world of technology. So on the one hand, yes, we ought to celebrate. Yes, we celebrate the innovation of uh, Aftab and his team, and indeed the leadership here at Bolton College. But frankly, it is uneven uh, across the country. And there was a moment, I think, in time, and I think, uh, I, I think it was about uh, 2013-14, uh, and you may remember uh, the uh, upheaval, uh, scrapping uh, ICT uh, in schools, uh, introducing the computing curriculum, uh, but also not thinking about the skills that teachers didn't have uh, to teach computing. Uh, not thinking about system design, not thinking about training uh, and professional development for teachers to actually teach that computing curriculum. And what happened? A massive, massive downspin, a downturn in the number of girls uh, actually studying computing. It's only just beginning uh, to rise. A massive downturn in general uh, ICT skills uh, for young people. Why is that? After millions that were spent on the computing curriculum, why did thought thoughtless uh, implementation uh, lead to those kind of outcomes? And that has to shock us. A policy only in 2019, millions spent uh, by the British BCS, the British Computing uh, Society, computers at school, CAS, uh, and frankly, uh, why have we not seen the results uh, as a society? And I'd argue that what you can't do with digital excellence <coughs> is just uh, pull a lever uh, in Whitehall and hope everything's going to be okay. You've got to think of this system 
uh, in all its fragility. Yeah, if you haven't got the uh, infrastructure, you haven't got the broadband speeds uh, going into our schools and supporting uh, our schools, then you're going to find something very, very challenging uh, as, as it goes. But what we found, and, and I kid you not about what I think is happening in Bolton, and it's very, very typical, is that the innovators are innovating, those educators are educating with the tool that is education technology, um, in spite of the system. So what they're doing, and often innovators, and you might know, you might be one yourself, or you might know one, uh, you might live with one, is that what they do is they hide. <laughs> yeah. They hide because they actually uh, want to get on uh, with what, what they're doing. But what we found, and in our work uh, on the EdTech 50, and we're publishing the EdTech 50 2020 uh, on Thursday, uh, and there may be a mention uh, of an institution uh, close to this one uh, in the EdTech 50 again, uh, but obviously I can't uh, tell uh, anybody uh, about that. Uh, I've just tried to argue to Aftab that maybe the train fare won't be entirely wasted uh, if he comes to the launch uh, at Amazon HQ at 6 o'clock on Thursday, is that we've got to start being really proud about digital excellence. We've got to be really forthright, I think, across the sectors. Yeah? Too often, I think, we've allowed universities, the FE sector, and schools to see themselves as somehow separate silos. We've got to start thinking of ourselves as an EdTech sector. We've got to start thinking of ourselves as profound a sector as the creative industries. We've got to be lobbying. We've got to be talking with government about investment in the boring stuff. Investment for our schools in super fast uh, broadband. Um, you may remember that fantastic quote from uh, President uh, Obama, that it is surely uh, a question worth asking if your coffee shops have faster broadband speeds uh, than your schools. And I think we should be asking that question as well of ourselves. And what I'd like to put to you is that challenges uh, really do remain. Uh, and these are some of the challenges I just thought I'd, I'd want to share with you in my last uh, three and a half minutes as David uh, is about to stare at me. Um, is um, that, as I said, the infrastructure is in really poor shape uh, out there. Um, we've got the main trunks, we've got the tree, but the actual last few miles uh, to all of those schools uh, have not been properly sorted out. I'd also argue, uh, and I don't know what your experience is as educators, professionals, students, um, is that professional development, um, just because you're young, uh, and just because you're old doesn't mean that you necessarily know, and it might sound a bit obvious, but you don't necessarily know how to use technology uh, in your workplace. And also leadership. Leadership is absolutely crucial. And I pay real credit to the leadership of this 
uh, of this institution, this, this group, the Bolton Group, that this innovation um, is happening here uh, in, in Bolton College. Because if you haven't got a leadership that gets this, if you haven't got a leadership that understands that digital is about efficiency, it's about productivity, it's about collaboration, it's about not reinventing the wheel uh, every time, then actually that is a core show as well. And it's been proven, um, OU researched two, three weeks ago, uh, that senior leadership teams that have got themselves digital skills are more efficient and guess what, that's a surprise, are more efficient and their institutions are more efficient. And then I'd also put, put to you uh, about legitimacy. I think time and time again, uh, education technology uh, it has suffered uh, from being conflated, being confused with lots of different things. Uh, the loss of childhood, that somehow if we use ed tech in the classroom, uh, we're somehow uh, affecting childhoods, that we're somehow uh, actually putting our children at risk, that this is a digital security uh, issue. But if you get implementation right, uh, right from the start, then your security should be, and cyber security, should be absolutely uh, watertight. I also think that some people think that EdTech is just social media uh, with all the risks, uh, the hopes, the opportunities uh, that social media uh, can, can expose you uh, and young people to. Education technology, the use of tools, software, hardware, uh, all sorts of things. And you, you know, whether it's in maths, whether it's in creative writing, uh, whether it's in uh, the arts, or whatever, um, it is, I think, of enormous benefit, an enormous benefit to young people. And my final plea um, is we've got to find ways of supporting those innovators. And when we publish that uh, next EdTech 50, um, you won't be surprised. And please look at our website at about half six um, Thursday if you want to download a copy of the uh, EdTech 50 magazine. You won't be surprised that these innovators are doing what they do, uh, but again, I think they're doing it in spite of the system and not because of the system. And I think that has to change. So what I'd like to see is us to take lessons from Wales. I'd like us to take some lessons from Scotland. I'd like us to take some lessons from Northern Ireland. And that moment of fear that I talked about was about being, as I said, 2013-2014. A sense that digital learning wasn't just frozen uh, in this country, in England, but was actually in danger of reversing. Uh, and I think that is very, very difficult. And if you have a government policy in education that seems conflicted time and time again, over knowledge versus skills, then I think we're in fragile territory. If you think that education is just an end in itself for the creation, the understanding of knowledge, and not skills as well, then 
I think it makes tech, it makes digital excellence much more difficult to adopt across our system. So it's difficult. We should celebrate. Let's not get carried away. I think we're now on catch-up uh, as a country, uh, but it is worth looking at what Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland are doing. And what that is, final point, is they're wrapping around the introduction of their tech in schools and the introduction of their tech for young people with all of those really important things like digital literacy, like digital citizenship, like uh, sharing with young people what digital jobs may look like, what a digital future, what it is to be a citizen. And I have to tell you, and you know this already, uh, you've seen it in politics, you've perhaps experienced it in your own lives, your own relationships, um, but things, uh, the future isn't what it used to be, uh, as, as we know. Uh, and imagine, uh, and you may have reflected on this yourself in those quieter times, but if you were growing up now, um, what, would, what would you be thinking uh, about the world around you? Uh, without a guide, uh, without a teacher, uh, and without an educator to take you through uh, on that journey. So the landscape's good, the landscape's rich. Thank God, thank all our gods, thank whatever god, we've got places like Bolton College. Uh, thankfully, we've got places like Olive Tree Primary uh, just down the road. Thankfully, we've got teachers at the grammar school uh, in Bolton, boys division, uh, talking uh, about uh, ed tech and, it, and its benefits. Uh, and thank God uh, we didn't scratch the camper van uh, when we parked it uh, outside uh, Olive Tree Primary uh, that day. Uh, we did crash on the ferry, uh, obviously, uh, we did, but we did crash uh, outside uh, Olive Tree. So, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, I'd be very interested in, 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 in some of those challenges that I threw out. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you particularly for sort of reminding us, well, not to be reminding what the system does, that uh, education is about the process of emancipation. Emancipation is about developing skills and develop, developing independence <coughs> in thinking and developing a sense of curiosity. And thank you too for sort of alluding to how sort of that tech can help us. <coughs> unless we actually grasp that opportunity, I think we'll continue to, to sort of squander yeah. uh, our resources. And thank you also for reminding us, again, not that we need it, but, uh, but uh, about uh, how Bolton College itself is sort of leading the agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, some questions for Simon, please. So or comments, please. One, two. You did touch on connectivity then, broadband, yeah. fibre, yeah. like that. Now, the reason they won't put it in places like Bolton, they won't put proper fibre in, is because there's not that demand. But there is a demand if you thought people like Bolton College, the university, the, the council, they all got together yep. and they would, City Fibre, they actually said that they would put connections in if there was the demand there. So do you not think they should get together and get that It's a great idea, absolutely. What you've got is the most amazing infrastructure here uh, in the country. I don't know if you've heard of it, anyone's heard of the Janet, the Janet Network. Mm -hmm. um, it, is what, it is what I would imagine powers 
uh, th this college. Uh, it's a kind of um, FE and university. Uh, imagine a tree, yeah? So the Janet is like the trunk and the major branches, and it, and it is literally uh, the poster of the Janet Network is, is what you'd imagine. It's, it's incredible. But it's that last bit, yeah? It's that, that's why I tried to describe that last mile or the last two miles. It's that last bit that's the George Dock. Fiber to the circuit. Yeah, and fiber to the premises. <coughs> they will put that stuff in and they will put that equipment in and they'll dig the roads and they'll do the work if there's demand. Yeah. So everyone should just get together yeah. as a say, and say, yeah, we'll do what this. But you've seen, sorry, you've seen pictures of those villagers in Suffolk or wherever digging yeah. their own ditch to, to get. And yeah. the government had never only taken people when they were out of the, we were in the rural area. The yeah. fiber. Uh, Government scheme is stop now for people like people in Bolton. Sarah, agreed. I just wanted to ask, in comparison to the UK, which other countries do you think have got the best EdTech model that we should follow? Oh gosh, it's a good question. Um, if, if you think we're not quite getting it right, England. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. countries are which? I just wondered if there are any particular countries that you think have a great model in terms of getting their EdTech out through education, schools, and... I... So, the, I was really honest. I mean, I was, um, <clears throat> I was quite depressed in 2013-14. Uh, I, I genuinely thought... Uh, so that's, a, that's a great sound. The cavalry's on its way. Um, I, I was really depressed in 2013-14. Uh, I thought the cause, let's call it the cause of digital learning. Um, do, we, do we all accept broadly uh, in this room that technology uh, can support learning? I think broadly you probably wouldn't be here uh, at a digital excellence event. Do, do we uh, broadly uh, think that technology can support teachers? I am answering a question, I promise. Um, can it change learning? Yes. Yeah, so knowledge is good uh, to answer in David, but also there is something about uh, using that knowledge uh, in amazing ways, learning new skills. Can also technology take you to new places in terms of creativity uh, and the arts? Uh, I think broadly, yeah, broadly, yeah, we, 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 we agree. And so what I witnessed in, in, in England, I think at that time in terms of in terms of government, you had a massive, you had a revolving door uh, at the Department for Education. Yeah, that didn't help. Uh, you had a real focus on uh, uh, this this knowledge, uh, knowledge and only knowledge uh, kind of mantra time and time again, and you heard it in terms of a traditional curriculum. But knowledge is great. Yeah, no one's saying that knowledge is not great. Yeah, no one is not saying that Shakespeare is great. But other people may have written other plays uh, since Shakespeare. I think. So what, what, what we were trying to articulate was that actually ed tech could help <coughs> with a number of the challenges that the profession uh, and education in Britain uh, was facing. And where would I look? Uh, I would look to places like Wales uh, and I would look to places like uh, Scotland. Uh, I would look to places like Wales. So, you know, sometimes people say, oh, let's, let's all copy Finland. Or if you're a techie, uh, let's copy Singapore. 
Uh, but actually, you don't need to go far to see a country. Don't forget they're independent in terms of education. So independent approaches, uh, independent policies, independent uh, tone. Yeah? And so Wales and Scotland are trying to uh, basically use technology throughout the curriculum. Uh, they're also, I think, have uh, a independent uh, standards watchdog, um, the equivalent of our Ofsted, that are more interested uh, in the potential of education technology. Uh, I could not say to you uh, that Ofsted uh, seem at this moment in time to be very interested in what technology could do uh, for teaching uh, and learning. There's also another reason why I would say that Wales and Scotland, two, two other reasons are, are interesting, is that they've both got national platforms uh, of resources for teachers, uh, videos, lesson plans, uh, insights into products uh, that teachers may want to use uh, on a national uh, website, on a national uh, platform. Uh, we don't have that. Uh, it's called the Hub, H-W-B, uh, Hoop, uh, in Hoop, yeah, Hoop in Wales, uh, and it's called Glow uh, in Scotland. A national platform with stuff on it, tried and tested by teachers. It seems so obvious that we don't have one. And then final point, I think, about Wales and Scotland is that it's educator-led. None of this is going to work uh, if it's led uh, by the techies, <coughs> he says. Just, sorry, just by the techies. Um, it has to be led uh, and it has to be directed and it has to be uh, totally, I would say, uh, at uh, the service of education and educators and learners. It's got to be embedded within a narrative and a vision of what education is. My own view is we've lost that uh, over the last sort of 10 years or so. Would you agree with me that perhaps we were we further ahead 15 years ago in the early 2000s than we are now? In, in terms of tech? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were. Um, I think we're now playing very rapid catch-up. Um, so the EdTech strategy, uh, so why I've got calls for optimism, the EdTech strategy introduced last April has got some really interesting things. Um, one of them is to create a national network in England of demonstrator schools and colleges. This will be 22 institutions acting like a lighthouse, uh, like a beacon um, to help uh, schools in their near communities uh, actually go on that EdTech journey. Uh, second thing that I think you'll find of interest is that um, they're going to be test beds so that institutions that have not used technology uh, can be twinned up with technology providers to literally test bed to, to use um, uh, technology. Uh, and then thirdly, big challenges uh, about around some the latest big challenge is what can EdTech do for teacher workload? So for instance, it's, it's run by Nesta, uh, this one, and it's a competition <coughs> for the EdTech sector to respond to how they can support uh, lightening uh, teacher workload. Um, and if you, if you think of all the things that are out there, uh, I, I think you can save hours uh, for uh, teachers. Um, in terms of 
uh, someone talked to me yesterday about, do you know how many pieces of work uh, our school produces every two weeks? And I said, I haven't a clue. 60,000 uh, pieces of work uh, every two weeks. Now, I don't know the size of that school, uh, I don't know how much homework that is, sounds like a lot, but actually if you think about bulk, uh, think about this institution, think about that department, uh, imagine how many pieces of work, so that's why it's interesting where you're going next uh, in terms of your thinking here in bulk, uh, about how do you process all that stuff? How do you just deal with the volume of all that stuff? How can a human being do all that? So that's why that, yeah, where that goes, AI, where that machine learning goes, um, again, uh, mediated by human beings, um, is absolutely fascinating. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Uh